You are listening to the Better Together podcast, brought to you by the National Association of Free Will Baptists. Welcome to the Better Together podcast, where we look for ways we can work together to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today we have with us Pastor Brandon Smith. You might have heard of him. He's one of our Free Will Baptist North American, uh, North American missionaries, and he and his team have gone to Hickory, North Carolina to launch the Equip Church. And so, Pastor Brandon, thank you for taking the time to be with us today, my friend. Thank you, Dr. Moody. I appreciate the opportunity to come and share about our ministry here in Hickory. Now, I am so happy, North Carolina. You know, I love North Carolina, but I've I got a question for you, Brandon. I used to live in Clayton, North Carolina, and I pastored a church there. And there was a point where Clayton was listed. It's probably maybe 20 years ago now. Clayton was listed as one of the top places to live in the United States. And wow, all kinds of church plants just burst up all of a sudden um, all over the place. And now many of them went away. Some of them stayed. But uh, once they were listed as one of the top places to live in the country, a lot of people came our way. Help me out. Um, I'm not finding Hickory on a list of one of the top places to live in the United States. Am I missing something? <laughs> No, sir. Um, it's a really interesting story. So whenever we answered the call to church planting, we knew that God had called us and we knew that God had called our team, uh, the Huff family as well. They're, they're a part of our team. And God had called us and placed Hickory on our heart. And we didn't really understand why Hickory, but we knew God had put Hickory on our heart. And it was through our assessment process with NAM. We're a joint project between North Carolina State Mission Board and North American Ministries. And so when we were going through our assessment process, we found out some staggering uh, statistics about Hickory. Um, one time, Hickory was the fifth city for opioid abuse in the United States per capita uh, just about five years ago. Um, Forty percent of the grandchildren of Hickory are raised by their grandparents. Um, and over 50 percent of the population of Hickory would consider themselves nuns or having no religious affiliation at all. And it was through that that God really opened our eyes as to why he called us to Hickory. So we knew that it was it was in our heart. I mean, we traveled as Project Hickory. We knew that. And then um, about a year ago or at the beginning of this year, I forget exactly when we did the Know Your Community report. And we specifically targeted within five minutes of the school where we're meeting. So we're a portable church plant. We're getting ready for our launch day, September 17th. And we meet in an elementary school. And that elementary school is in one of the poorer parts of our city. And within a five minute drive of there in our Know Your Community report, we found some things that just um, reaffirmed what we had already learned through our assessment at NAM. So in other words, it wasn't the most popular place to be, but it's a very needy place to be if, if I'm hearing you right. So yes. let's kind of walk through some of that a little bit. Um, you mentioned the Know Your Community Report. One of the first things I kind of noticed from your Know Your Community Report, I don't know if our listeners can see that, but it's a little map of the five-minute drive, but 17% of the people had no high school diploma. And yeah. um, I think that's one of the highest. It may be the highest uh, that we've seen. Um, a, a good thing on your Know Your Community Report is your population is going up. And yep. so uh, we like that. And I don't know if people can see this, but um, at the top, wow, 
There's a lot of people, Brandon, that have never been married. In fact, that is the most likely group in the equip area or where you're trying to launch equip, isn't it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so at Equip Church, we exist to equip God's people to do his work and build his church. And that comes from Ephesians chapter four and verse 12. And that chapter talks about the role of church leadership as to equip the saints for ministry. And with that, we want to equip families uh, with the hope of the gospel and equip them with the biblical truths for their everyday life. And we wanted to be very intentional about discipleship. And some of those statistics come from um, a culture that has not uh, elevated marriage, a culture that has not elevated uh, staying together once you are married. And so we believe that the Bible is the answer. We believe that the hope of the gospel is the answer. And through the gospel, people's lives will be transformed. And when people's lives are transformed, our communities are transformed. And so it works, uh, God uses the church and works down into the family, into the individual and transforms the community. So what I hear you saying is you're really taking Titus chapter two to this community and you're equipping older people to come in and disciple younger people. Um, You've got as many single moms and dads as you have married couples in the community and uh, far more unmarried folks who single parents trying to raise a child. And so you're trying to bring the church around them to help. And it sounds like in listening to you, you believe that that's kind of the hope for this community. Yes, sir. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's the only hope for any of our communities. Um, It's not you know, building a new park or uh, introducing a new entertainment uh, place for kids to go and hang out. It's its the gospel. That's what our communities need. And so it's a diverse community. We should point that out. 15% of the population is believed it will be Hispanic in five years, 26% African-American. So you're going into a very diverse community where there's a lot less income, if you will. So Uh, I know you've got some data on that, some of the financial needs of your community. Yes, sir. That's right. So 47% of the population within a five minute drive of the school, they make $37,000 a year or less. And so almost half of the population doesn't even make $37,000 a year. And there's a lot of government assistance, a lot of uh, people that are on food stamps as well. And so there's a great need for physical things. You know, whenever Jesus uh, was approached by John's disciples and they, and they wanted to know, are you the Christ? How can we tell John that you're the Christ? He said, well, go tell him that these miracles have been done. The blind are receiving their sight, but also that the poor have the gospel preached to them. And that's our call as the church is to not look at somebody and say, well, they don't look like us. They don't sound like us. They don't live where we live. They don't wear what we wear. Um, You know, that's not our determination. Jesus, we as Free Will Baptists, we believe Jesus died for everyone. Everyone that is living and breathing, Jesus died for. And it's our responsibility to as ministers to go into those communities, uh, you know, live, work, uh, shop in these communities and make friends with our neighbors, love our neighbors, love God and and share the gospel with them. We're doing that in tangible ways. We've not had our official launch service, our grand opening service, but we just had a back to school event where we rented the school 
and we invited the community to come out and we were able to see a great number of people come out from the community. We got to meet them and talk with them. We did something very special for the school where we meet at. Uh, we were able to raise the money uh, through our partners uh, to be able to buy every student at the parish, uh, the, at the school, a $40 pair of shoes. And so that was 300 110 students received a shopping pass so they could go to shoe show and pick out the shoes they wanted. Um, and it was a great program. And so we we did that. Uh, we've got some plans in the future. Uh, we don't want to reinvent the wheel. And so there's some things that we that we uh, will do that others have done that have been successful. But one of the things that we did was um, it's really easy in established church because I've, I've been an established church pastor. And I left an established church to plant this church. And so it's easy for us to want people to come to us. But the Great Commission is to go into all the world. And so um, we we are forced to do that because we don't have a building and uh, we're portable. So one of the things that we did was we partnered with the community. And um, we had our own back to school event, but we were asked to be a part of a community back to school event as well. And I said to him, I said, look, I, I, I've already spent this much money, you know, to buy shoes and I really don't have the resources right now. And she's like, no, I just want you to come be a part of it, set up a tent and talk to people. So he did. But I told her, I said, I, I'm not going to go without having some skin in the game. So we paid for a balloon artist to be there. And so we were a part of the community uh, back to school event. So we saw people the Saturday before at hours, we saw people Thursday, and then we saw people that next Saturday, and they were coming up and saying hi to us at the third event. It wasn't like we were having to go after them, because God does something very special in people's heart. I mean, Jesus said, if we just give a cold glass of water in the name of the Lord, that we won't lose our reward, and, and God will be honored uh, by our efforts. Wow, that is wonderful. And so you start out you're, you're doing some things. Now they're recruiting you, asking you to be a part of what they're doing in the community. So it already shows, Brandon, that you guys are having an impact on that community. They see you as, as helpful to them, which the gospel is. And we think and hope many of them will come to know the Lord as, as their Savior. So this is great. You guys are doing this as a church plant. I'm hoping our listeners We'll look for ways that they can support you and our other church plants. But I'm also hoping that many of them will think, you know, we could do something like that. You know, you even an established church kind of alluded to that. We can do that. We can partner with the school. They can do the same kind of things, can't they? Yes, sir. That's right. And, you know, all we had to do was ask um, when we were talking to our contact at the school um, about how we could be a blessing to the school she was the one that told us that the, the kids could use shoes. And so just by asking the question, you know, I don't have to have all the answers, um, you know, and, and I don't, I, and as a church planner, I don't have all the resources, but, but as we're better together. Right. And so uh, God, God uses us together to be able to reach our communities. And we just, sometimes you just have to ask, let them know that you're willing, you know, like this, uh, this coming Friday, our team is going to the school to cook uh, lunch for the teachers, you know, so we're trying to be a blessing to the students, trying to be a blessing to the families, to the teachers, and really love on our community. That's great. And so I started out by mentioning if a, if a city shows up on top places to live, a lot of uh, church planners will sometimes come that way. And that's really because the more churches we have, 
more likely we are to see people, new people get saved. The other part of that, though, is a, the, a community like that can support a new church. In a community um, where you've got poverty like this, it can be more difficult to support a church. And so what you all are doing, you're kind of venturing out and uh, it, it'll take more folks of lower income to support a church, but it kind of points to how we really need to do what we can to support you, doesn't it? Yes, sir. That's right. Um, you know, we, we're so grateful for our ministry partners. Um, the reason why we could do this for the school with the shoes was because people supported it. We couldn't do that as a church plant on our own. Um, and so we're so grateful for that. All of our, all of our supporters, um, you know, not just in North Carolina, but in other states as well that have gotten behind our ministry. It helped us get off of the field so that we could focus on doing the work. It helps us stay on the field uh, to be able to continue to reach the city. Uh, we've got you know, we got big plans. We've got exciting things that we'd like to do, um, but there's always a dollar sign attached to those things, those big things. Um, and so definitely, it's definitely been a blessing to be able to see God's people come together. So church plants, they need resources. Uh, they need uh, people that come and visit them and help out. And you've seen, you've seen that as well. Maybe share how people could come along and maybe do a church mission trip and how that's been helpful in the past. Yes, sir. Our summer has been super busy. We've hosted at least one church uh, mission group every month during the summer. And so they've come in, they've registered with us, they've come in and we've went into the community. One of the things that we did in the community was we called it loads of love. And Jonathan, uh, he, he came up with that plan and I absolutely loved it. And so we, we went to the local laundromat and we paid for people's laundry. And then we got to pray with them there at the laundromat and the missions teams came in and helped with that. We did some service projects in the area, uh, went door to door uh, doing like the pray and go where we'd hang a door hanger and we'd pray in the driveway, go to the next house. Uh, we did popsicles at the park where we, we went to where the people were and we gave out free popsicles and free water and invites to our church services. Um, that's been extremely beneficial. We're really excited about the, uh, the next mission group that's coming. The North Carolina Youth Board is bringing a missions group uh, the day before our launch. And they're going to come and we're going to set up for our service. They're going to go door to door. We're going to have a church service and then uh, we'll, we'll launch the very next day. And so we're grateful for them coming. Uh, I'll tell you, um, the, the finances is huge. You've got to have the finances. But even as a home missionary, um, it is so uh, important for people to come to a, a church plant. Um, and be an encouragement. Um, when the groups have come, they've come and they've been such a help. They've been such a blessing. We've been able to distribute thousands of door hangers and we just couldn't have done that on our own and being able to get the word out. It's very helpful. And I want to encourage anybody to uh, to reach out to a local church planter and, uh, and go and help them out um, and be able to work in their ministry and see what they're doing on the ground. That's great. So number one, we do encourage folks to help our church planners financially go to them. I, I'm hearing from you, Brandon. It's been extremely encouraging to you and the Huffs as 
uh, people have come to your church and they've helped out in your community and they've done things for you that a church plant can't do by themselves. Yeah. And then to pray. So we ask you for for the Smiths and the Huffs, put them on your prayer list, pray for them. And if you'll go to Free Will Baptist North American Ministries Facebook site, notice every Friday they give a little profile of church planners and they ask you to pray for them. So we encourage you to do that as you go through your week and not forget our folks out there trying to spread the gospel all throughout North America. Well, thank you so much, Brandon, for taking the time and sharing with us today. And Boy, we're just, we're proud of you. We're proud of all our church planners, but uh, it does seem like our church planners are doing some exciting things. And it seems like it's things that all of us can learn from. Some of the things you're doing, all of our churches might be able to adapt some of those in their particular context. And so thank you for being kind of innovative as you all really are. Thank you for that. Thank you, brother. Thank you. We want to thank you for taking the time to join us today. If you know someone that would benefit from this podcast, please take it, please share it with them. And remember, every little thing we do to advance the gospel truly does make a difference. We truly do accomplish more when we, when we work together. We are better together.